looking so good. And I'm just telling you, there is nothing like being in person in God's house to worship together. I'm so glad that you are here today. Also excited about all those that are joining us online today as well. We've said it so many times, whether you're online or whether you're in the building, we're together one family and we are growing together in this season. In fact, that's what this year is all about. It is a year of growth and we are growing together. In fact, we've been growing together by doing this series that we start out at the beginning of the year called Ready, Set, Grow. So everybody say that with me on the count of three. One, two, three. Ready, set, grow. And what we've been doing is we have been growing by studying the Word of God together. We've been doing our SOAP Bible study method. We taught you how to do that as we've been going through the book of Colossians. In fact, today is the last day of the month. So it's the last day of the book of Colossians. So if you've been doing your soap, be sure and finish strong on that, but don't just finish there. I mean, I think this is something that you could continue to do in your life even after this month. In fact, we have prepared for you another soap card out at the Welcome Center for the book of Ephesians that will start tomorrow. So if you want to go through that with us, you can pick up one of those from the Welcome Center or on your LifeGate app so we can keep growing together. And then every Sunday night, we've been coming together for gospel service. And man, it has been so much fun to come together on Sunday evenings and just study the Bible, do our soap together in our little gospel circles. And we're doing that again tonight. So everybody say tonight. Tonight, 5 o'clock, this is our last gospel circle for this period of time. And so I'm just telling you, if you have been waiting to come, don't wait any longer. Tonight is your last chance to come for a gospel circle. 5 o'clock this evening is going to be great as we wrap up our study in the book of Colossians. And what we have discovered is that this book of Colossians is really all about growth. It's about growing in the Lord. It's about growing in our relationship with God and with our relationship with one another that God is always calling us to a new level of growth. And we've walked through this book. Actually, we've already went through the first three chapters, and we talked about growing in depth, and we talked about growing in purity. Last week, Pastor Amber talked about growing in love. Come on, didn't Pastor Amber knock it out the park last week? I mean, she, I thought she did better than that. Come on, I think she did good, right? And I'm, I'm so proud of her on that. But today what we're going to do is we're going to wrap this up looking at Colossians chapter 4. And we're going to talk about growing in prayer. So everybody say, grow in prayer. Grow in prayer. In fact, let's look at it together. This is our scripture. We're going to just kind of do the soap together. So this is our scripture for today. It's found in Colossians chapter 4 and verse number 2. I'm going to read from the Living Bible. And what we have to understand as I'm reading this is that Paul is writing this to the church. It's a letter that he's writing to the church of Colossae. And he's actually writing it from a prison cell. And I want you to see what he says in verse number 2. He says, don't be weary in prayer, but keep at it. Watch for God's answers and remember to be thankful when they come. Don't forget to pray for us too that God will give us many chances to preach the good news of Christ for which I am here in jail. Pray that I will be bold enough to tell it freely and fully and make it plain as of course I should. And make the most, everybody say make the most, make the most of your chances 
to tell others the good news. Be wise in all your contacts with him. So Paul has already been, throughout this whole book, he's been saying, hey, God wants you to grow. God has greater levels of growth that he wants you to have. He wants you to grow in depth. He wants you to grow in purity. He wants you to grow in love. And now, let me just tell you this. He wants you to keep growing in prayer, that you would be faithful in prayer, that you would grow in your prayer life, that you wouldn't give up when the answer doesn't come, but when you're praying for something, even in the middle of difficult situations and struggles, that you would continue to pray until the answer comes. And when the answer comes, you're going to give God thanks for the answer, right? And he says, I'm encouraging you to grow in this area of prayer. But then he kind of shifts gears just a little bit. And he actually gets very specific about the kind of prayer that he is asking us to pray. And notice what he says. He doesn't just say, pray and ask God to answer and keep being faithful to pray. He also says, pray for me. While I'm in this prison, I want you to pray for me. And notice what he says to pray. Pray that he would, that he would have opportunity, that God would open doors of opportunity to share the gospel with the people around him. And that he would have boldness and clarity of words to speak the message so that lives would be changed. And then he turns it around on us and he says, and I'm praying for you. I'm praying that you would actually make the most of every opportunity that you have to share the message of Jesus Christ with those around you. That leads me to our observation for today. We did our scripture. What's the observation? Here's the observation is this, is that we should always be praying for those who don't know the Lord. We should always be praying for those that are around us who do not have relationship with God. Now, I got to be honest. That's not always what I pray for. (laughs) I think some of you probably could relate to that as well. How many would agree with me that most of the time when we pray, it's more about praying for ourselves? Come on, how many, you know what I'm saying? Like when I pray, it's like, God, touch me. Anybody ever prayed that before? God, help me. God, I'm in this situation and I need you to get me through this situation. Anybody prayed any prayers like that over the last year? You know what I'm saying? Like this is a tough situation. God, I need you to help me. I need you to be with me. God, I need you to take away this stress. God, and and so many times we pray only for us. And then if we, if we ever kind of get out of that praying for us, typically what we pray for is people that we love, right? Like, God, be with my family. Come on. God, touch my spouse. God, protect my kids. God, put your hand on my friends and my family and the people around us. And those are all good prayers. God, be with me. God, touch my family. But Paul is saying, hey, I want you to grow beyond even that. And I want, your, I want your prayer life to not just include you and not just include people that you know and love, but I want you to begin praying that God would use you to reach other people who don't know the Lord as well. And man, I'm just telling you, that's, that's not natural. Because naturally, we tend to be focused on ourselves. Naturally, our focus tends to be on us. In fact, just think it like this. Whenever I announced at the beginning of this year, hey, the word for the year is grow. When you heard that, what were you thinking? You were thinking, yeah, that's about me. I'm going to grow. I'm going to grow in my relationship with God. I'm going to, pastor's talking about me. I'm going to grow. And yes, I was talking about you, but that's not all I was talking about. Like when we talk about this word grow, it's not just about I need to grow, but here's what it's about. It's about that God wants his family to grow. 
that God wants sons and daughters. He wants people to come to relationship with him, that there are people all around us in our community. There are people that you know, people that you go to school with, people that you work with, people that are neighbors in in your neighborhood, people in this community who do not know God, and God wants to grow his family by bringing them in to be a part of his family. In fact, let me just tell you this. This is God's ultimate plan from the very beginning. His greatest dream of his life is that he wants to be a father to many children. You say, well, where does it say that in the Bible? I'll tell you where it says it in the Bible. Look at this in Hebrews chapter 2 and verse number 10. Look what it says. It says, God is the one who made all things, and all things are for his glory. And this is what he wanted. What did he want? He wanted to have what? Many children to share in his glory. What's that saying? That's saying, hey, it's about you, but it's not just about you. That there are people that don't know the Lord, that God might want to use you to actually bring them to know him. And this is what Paul is saying. Paul is saying, hey, I want you to pray. Whatever the situation you're praying for, I want you to pray and don't give up until you get the answer. And when you get the answer, thank God for that. But I don't want you to just stop with that kind of prayer. I want you to grow into a different kind of a prayer, a different kind of a prayer that is not self-centered prayer, but a prayer that says, I'm going to pray for people that are around me. I'm going to pray for those who are not part of the family of God so that they can become a part of of the family of God. And I want to be willing to be used in that way. I want to pray, God, help me to be the person to help bring them into the family of God. And this is what's so cool. When you do that, you know what happens? It it doesn't just cause the family of God to grow. It also causes you to grow too. Because there's something about it. Like when you begin to see neighbors and friends and people in your life that don't know the Lord, you begin to pray for them. Then you begin to reach out to them. You begin to invite them to church. You begin to minister to them. Guess what happens? It begins to grow your faith as well. And that's what God wants. And so as we move into this next season, as we wrap up this series and move into the next, into the next season of our church, there's going to be a shift here that's going to happen as we're going to not just be thinking about our growth, but I just believe we're moving into a season where God is saying, I want you to begin thinking about the growth of the kingdom, of the church, of the family of God. And we want to make that easy for you. In fact, starting next week, I'm so excited, we're going to start our 2021 At The Movies series. Come on, how many remember At The Movies from last year, right? You remember that? And it's one of my favorite series that we do throughout the year. If you don't know what At The Movies is, it's just this. We just take movies that people would know and love, ones that you've probably seen before, take clips from those movies and teach from those clips to just bring the message in a relevant way. In fact, this is the way Jesus taught. I think if there would have been movies, Back in the day, Jesus would have done at the movies because this is the way he taught. He taught with parables and with stories. Many of those parables and stories would have been ones that people would have known or recognized that had been told to them or they would have been able to relate to in their own life. And he would tell these stories to connect with people's emotions so that out of that, then he could tell truths about God and about who God is. In fact, how many know God is in everything and we can learn about God from everything, right? And so next week, we kick off at the movies the series and let me just tell you what the the focus of the at the movies series is about this that it's not just about you growing although you're going to grow from it we're going to teach you some stuff in the series but what it's about is it's about an opportunity for us to reach out to those who are not in church who should be in church so that the kingdom of god can grow 
And I'm telling you, we're going to have fun with it. I mean, at the movies, it's so, one of the reasons it's one of my favorite is because we have, we have a great time and we got some fun stuff planned for, for this year. If you remember last year, you remember we had the characters that were out in the lobby and you get pictures with Spider-Man. Come on, those are some cute kids up there, right? And then, man, there's some very muscly guys on that picture. Right? Three very strong, muscly <laughs> Why are y'all laughing? And then, I mean, and these are just what it was like last year. How many remember, in fact, when I think about at the movies, this was like the last thing that we did before COVID. It's just like that was normal. And here's what we want to do is we want to create a little bit of a normalcy for people, a sense of fun. How many know that with all the stress and all the anxiety and all the junk and all the stuff that people are going through right now, like they need an outlet, a relief. They need some normal, some fun. Some, and so we're going to do that, man. We're going to have some fun. We're going to have out there, we're going to have Thor and Captain America going to be back with us again this year. We've got Olaf from Frozen that's going to be out there for the kids. Spider-Man. I mean, uh, some of the Disney princesses. We might even have a visit from the Mandalorian. I'm just, I'm saying, and we're going we're gonna to have so much fun with this. We're going to have popcorn. We're going to have candy. We're going to have prizes. We're going to give away every week. And it is going to be fun, but it's fun with a purpose. And the purpose is this, is that there are people who need to know the Lord. There are people who don't have relationship with God. And and we want to do everything that we can to pray for them and to invite them in so that they can become a part of the family of God. And so that's what this series is going to be all about. It's going to be an opportunity. It's an easier opportunity than just come to, come to church with me. It's a, hey, come to church and get your picture taken with Thor or win a prize or have your kids take their picture with Olaf. We're going to talk about next Sunday. We're going to be talking about The Lion King. Anybody like The Lion King? One of my favorite movies. We can talk about that. And it's an opportunity to reach out into our community. But before we do that, here's what we're going to do. We're going to pray. Because here's the deal, guys. This is not just, hey, let's have fun. If you, if you do at the movies, they will come. That's not what I'm talking about. It's about, hey, God going before us to prepare people's hearts so that lives can be changed. It's about creating moments where people can get in the atmosphere of God so that their life can be changed forever. So here's what I want to do. I want to take this passage of scripture where Paul says, pray for me in this way. And I want us to break it down and just see three things that happen when we pray this kind of prayer that Paul is is calling us, asking us to pray. If you're taking notes, write the first one down. Here's what happens. When we pray like this, when we pray for others who don't know the Lord, here's what happens. Prayer opens doors. Everybody say that. Prayer opens doors. Come on, let me hear you. Prayer opens doors. Prayer gives us opportunities to speak into people's lives. In fact, how many of you have ever had a time when you wanted to tell someone about the Lord or you wanted to invite someone to church, but it's just like the right time just never seemed to come, right? And this is what Paul says. Hey, if you want those opportunities to come, if you want those doors to be open like that, here's what you do. You pray. Look what he says in verse number three. He says, and pray for us too that God may open a door for our message. Now think about this for a minute. When Paul's writing that, Paul's in prison. And and here he is praying. Now if I was in prison, I tell you, I would be praying for an open door, but it wouldn't be an open door for preaching the message. It would be an open door of the jail so I could get out. Come on, how many know what I'm saying? But Paul doesn't pray, doesn't say pray for me that I'll get out of this prison. 
He doesn't say, pray for me peace and comfort during the time that I'm in prison. He doesn't say, pray for me protection for me while I'm in the prison. No, what does he pray? He prays that God would open the door of opportunity for him to be able to share the message of Christ with the prisoners that are around him. That's what prayer does. It opens those doors and gives us those opportunities. And here's the deal. Over this last 10, almost 11 months now, guys, I would say we have been in a prison of sorts. We've been in a struggle. In fact, like even for a couple of months, we were on house arrest. You know what I'm saying? It's like quarantined in our house. And then even as we have come out, we're wearing masks, we're social distancing, we're doing all the stuff that we are, that we are doing, and it's, it's stressful. And I'll just be honest with you. During this time, there, there's been a lot of times when I have prayed, God, get me out of this situation. God, open a door so I can take off this mask. You know what I'm saying? Like, God, get us through or help me with the stress. Help me to be more comfortable during this situation. But i got to be honest, there hasn't been as many times when I have prayed, God, use this situation as an opportunity for me to share the love of Christ with others who are in the prison with me. And this is what Paul is saying. Paul is saying, hey, God wants to open a door for that neighbor that you got to know during quarantine when nobody was leaving the house and going to work and so everyone was going outside and you got to know that neighbor that had lived there forever but you didn't know him and now you know him. That's what he's saying, an opportunity to minister to them. An opportunity to reach out to that family member. An opportunity to minister to that, to that coworker or that person that you go to school with. He says prayer opens doors for these kinds of opportunities. And so here's what I would like to do is I don't want to just preach the sermon. Here's what I want to do. I want us to pray the prayer. In fact, I would like to take a moment. If, you're, if you would join with me right now, as we move into At The Movies, I'm believing that God wants to bring a harvest of souls, people come into relationship with him, right? And so we're just going to pray that God will give us opportunities. Would you do that? Would you pray with me right now? Father, in Jesus' name, God, I'm asking you, God, to go before us, open doors. God, those that have friends and neighbors and relatives and people that they know that don't know you or that are not in church or that haven't come back to church since the beginning of the pandemic, God, I pray that doors would be open of opportunity to speak into their lives, little or small, whatever it is you've asked us to do. And when that opportunity comes, that our, our eyes would be open to see it. Even this week, God, we pray it in Jesus' name. Amen. Prayer opens doors. In fact, as you prayed that prayer, let me just tell you something. There's going to be opportunities that are going to come. You're going to you be praying for someone. You're going to run into them, and God's going to go, here's the chance. Here's the opportunity, and you step into that. Prayer opens doors. But then notice the second thing that prayer does is prayer opens mouths. Prayer causes us to have boldness in, in the words that we speak. In fact, how many know one of the most difficult, uncomfortable, awkward conversations that we can have is to share Christ with people, Right? I mean, it's difficult, it's awkward, it's uncomfortable. It's like, it's like I, when I think about awkward conversations, I, I also think about those parents in the house, you, you'll, uh, you know, you'll relate to this, like the talk, you know what I'm saying? You know how uncomfortable that is? Like I remember when my, when my kids were born, especially my, my daughters, I remember thinking, oh, I'm, thank God, they're girls. Amber will take care of the talk and I won't have to have it. You know, and then when Easton was born, like one of the first thoughts that came to my mind is, oh, he's a boy, I've got to have that talk, you know. Because it's uncomfortable, right? And what do we do when we have uncomfortable conversations? Avoid them, right? Let somebody else, I'll let my wife do that, right? Let somebody else take care of it. 
pretend it's not important. Oh, that's, you know, no big deal. I mean, my, my son's 27. He still doesn't know about the birds and the bees, but it's not really that important, right? And isn't this what we do when it comes to sharing our faith with others? Like, we know it's important, but man, it's awkward. It's hard. It's difficult. So, avoid it or i'll let the pastor do that or let the missionary do that or pretend that it's not important but we know that it is because it's eternities that are at stake it's people who god says i want to forgive them of their sin and bring them into family with me we know it's heaven and hell and it matters and it's important but we don't know how to do it so paul says here's what you do first you pray You pray not just that the opportunity will come, but you pray that when the opportunity comes, that you will open your mouth, that you will have boldness. In fact, this is what he says in verse number four. He says, pray that I will be what? That I will be bold enough to tell it freely and fully and make it plain as of course what? As of course I should, because this matters. So I can't just let somebody else do it. I can't pretend that it's not important. I can't avoid it. I've got to pray, God, put people in my life. And when those people are in my life, give me the opportunity with them. And when that opportunity comes, give me the boldness to speak the words. Even if it's just an invitation to church that I would have clarity and have boldness to be able to speak that into their lives so that their life can be changed forever. So we're going to pray that right now. I know I'm getting excited, but we're going to pray it right now. Here's what we're going to pray. God, give us boldness. Would you join me with that? Father, in Jesus' name, God, I'm praying over my church family, my friends, over myself today as well. God, this matters. This is so important, God. People that don't know you, God, help us to get our focus off of what we're going through and see what others are going through. And God, when the opportunity comes, I pray for boldness, boldness to speak. God, that we would get past the anxiety of it and that we we would be used. You'd give us clarity to be able to speak into lives so that lives can be changed forever. See, that's what prayer does. It opens, it opens our minds and, and it, opens, it, it opens our mouths and it opens uh, the doors for opportunity. But then notice the third thing is this is what prayer does. Prayer opens hearts. Guess what, guys? It doesn't matter how good you can communicate the message if the person's heart is not ready to receive it. I, guys, I can get up here and get excited all day long and just try to... But if the the ground of your heart is not ready to receive the seed of the message, it just falls flat, right? And so here's the deal. It's not about how good I can preach it. It's about have I prayed that your hearts would be ready to receive it. And it's the same thing when you begin to talk to people about the Lord. Like, it's not about the skill with which you bring the message, although that can be important. But here's what it's really about. It's about what the Spirit has been doing in the person's heart already. And only God can do that. And the only way that can happen is when we are praying for those people that don't know the Lord. In fact, this is what Jesus says. He says, no one can come to me unless the Father who sent me draws them. Paul said it like this in 1 Corinthians 2 in verse one, he says, when I first came to you, I didn't use lofty words and brilliant ideas to tell you of God's message. No, this is what I did. My message was very plain, not with a lot of oratory and human wisdom, but with the Holy Spirit's power. Man, that's what I'm talking about. That's why we're going to pray this, that God's going to open up opportunities, and we're going to see it. And when the time comes to, to share or to invite we're, we're going to do that, and, and it's not going to be because of our words. It's going to be because God has 
opened their heart to receive. So would you just join me in praying that right now? Father, in Jesus' name, I'm praying that you're going to open up hearts. God, that as we realize it's not just about us growing, it's about us being a part of growing your family. God, as we, as we go this week, as we share and as we invite, God, that our friends, our neighbors, our family members, the people in our lives, the soil of their heart is going to be ready to receive the seed of the word of God so that it can grow. God, we pray it in Jesus' name. Amen. See, here's the observation. Prayer. Man, we should always be praying for those who don't know the Lord because prayer opens their hearts. It opens the opportunity for us. It opens our mouth to speak. So what is the application? Well, here's the application. I think it's twofold here today. It's your part and it's our part, all right? Everybody say, your part and our part. Come on, say it. Your part and our part. It's your part first. And your part is this, is that you got to share the message. You got to pray and be sent and be used to share the message. In fact, here's what I want you to uh, what, what I want you to do. Everybody, get your phone out. Come on, get your phone out and get open up your notes app or somewhere where you can take you can take down a note and just be ready for this uh, today. Now, let me ask you before you do that. Before you write anything down, let me ask you this: How many of you in this room? How many of you know somebody who doesn't know the Lord? or is not in church and should be in church, or maybe even someone who used to be in church but hasn't come back to church since all this COVID mess. How many of you know someone like that? Raise your hand. All of them. Come on. That's almost every single hand in the room that is raised. All right. Now you got your phone out. This is what I want you to do. I want you to write down the name of that person or those people. Just put it in your phone. Just put it in your phone. Somewhere where you'll have it. Write it in your notes. And here's your part for this week. Pray for them. Pray for them by name. Pray for them, these three prayers, that God would open a door for you to be able to invite them or speak into their life or pray for them or minister to them. Pray for them that when that time comes, you will have the boldness and the words to say. Pray for them that God will begin to prepare their hearts so when that opportunity comes, they will be ready to receive the invitation or receive the word that you speak into their lives. That, that's your job, all right? That's your part this week to be praying for them and then to invite them to at the movies. In fact, we put together at your seat, we, we gave you these little at the movies invitation tickets. And this is just a way to make it easy to just, hey, I've been praying for you this week. Or, hey, we're doing this thing at our church. And we're going to have, you know, Spider-Man's going to be there. Come take a picture with him. We're giving away prizes. We got, we got you know, popcorn and the movies and the stuff for the kids and whatever. It's just a simple way to just, but don't just invite them. Pray for them. Pray for them first. Pray that the door of opportunity would come. Pray that their heart would be ready. Pray that you would have the right words to speak. And then just hand them this little card and invite them to come. It's as simple as that. That's your part. So everybody say, that's my part. That's your part. Here's our part. Our part is that we will do everything that we can to prepare an environment, a place, so that people can have a moment in the presence of God that can lead to a change in their life. Isn't that our vision? Our vision is creating moments that change lives. This is what At The Movies is all about, creating a place, creating a moment that when people come in, it's going to be fun, it's going to be lively, but it's going to be a moment. There's going to be moments with the characters and moments with the popcorn and moments with the movies, but there's going to be a moment in the presence of God where their life can be forever changed. And I'm just telling you, this is what people need right now, man. I'm telling you, people need just a little slice 
of something, something positive, something fun, something normal. I mean, how many were here at Christmas? You remember that when we had the snow and we had, we had the reindeer? What was that about? It was about creating a moment and people came out in droves and I, I couldn't, I can't tell you how many people said, that was what I needed right now in my life. Dozens of people raised their hand, said the prayer of salvation. That's the type of moments that we want to create, but we're not going to do it without praying first. You pray, you invite, we'll pray, we'll create the moment, and we're going to believe God is going to meet us there, and lives are going to be changed. So how do we do this? Let's just get real practical. What's the application here? I think there are a couple of things from this passage that Paul teaches us that are so important. Look what he says in verse number five. He says, and be wise in the way that you act towards outsiders. Make the most of every opportunity. Let your conversation be always full of grace, seasoned with salt, so that you may know how to answer everyone. I think there's just four things, and we'll hit them real quick right here. Number one, here's what Paul is saying. As you're reaching out to your friends, as we're preparing the place here for them to come, here's what we got to do. Number one, we've got to be real. Look what he says. He says, be wise in the way you act towards outsiders. What is he saying? He's saying, hey, you got to be real and just be you. Guess what? People can spot a phony from a mile away, right? So when you go and you're sharing with your friends, just you don't, turn, you don't have to be Mr. Religious. You don't have to know 10 scriptures. You don't, have to get a, you don't have to get a preacher voice. You know what I'm saying as you're talking to him? Just be you. That's what I have to do when I'm preaching. Like, I, it, it drives me crazy when I hear, you know, the pastor gets the pastor voice with all the big words. And No, that's not me. And you know what? People would see right through that. And so when I'm standing here, you know what, I'm just, I'm telling you who I am. This, this is just me. This is all I, I can't be anybody but me, right? And this is what God says, that's who I'm going to use. Be real. But then notice number two, don't just be real, be ready. Look what he says in verse number five. Be wise in the way you act towards outsiders and make the most of every opportunity. What's he saying? He's saying, hey, if you're praying that God's going to open an opportunity for you to invite someone to church or speak into their lives, when that time comes, you better be ready. You better know what you're going to say. You better have pray, prayed about it and prepared and thought about it. What am I going to say? How am I going to invite him? Am I going to show him a picture of last year's at the movie? Like, what am, I, what am I going to do? In fact, Peter said it like this in 1 Peter 3 and verse 15. Always be prepared to give an answer to everyone who asks you to give the reason for the hope that you have. We're going to be real. We're going to be ready. And then notice number three. We're just going to be relational. It's about relationships, guys. Look what he says. He says, be wise in the way you act towards outsiders. Make the most of every opportunity. And let your conversations always be full of grace. Man, I'm telling you, inviting someone to church or sharing the message of Jesus with someone, man, it's not, it's not, about, it's not about you better come to church or you're going to hell. I'm just telling you. No, that's not what it's about. It's about, hey, I love you. You're my friend. We're buddies. We hang out. I care enough about you to be real. I care enough about you to be ready when that time comes because I've been praying to just speak the right word in the right season. I, I care because I have a relationship with you. So that finally, number four, we're just going to be relevant. Notice what he says here. He says, and let your conversation be full of grace and seasoned with salt. Now, how many know salt has a lot of uses? One of those uses is salt brings out the flavor in something, doesn't it? 
like, in fact, I like steak. How many guys, you like steak? Come on, right? In fact, I'm thinking about a steak right now. Come on, just right after church. Let's go. But you know what? The thing about steak is I like steak even as all, you can cook it however you want to cook it. I like it. Just put it, just, I mean, you could take it right out of the package, slap it on the grill, cook it up, and I'm going to eat it. But you know what? It's a whole lot better when you put a little seasoning on it. Maybe put a little salt, a little pepper, a little, little something to, you know, to marinate it and season it. And then you slap it on there, and I'm like, oh, yeah, come on, right? Love, love some steak. And here's the thing. The message of Jesus, man, it, do, it don't need no help. Like, all by itself, it'll change people's lives. But notice what he says. He says, but when I deliver it, man, here's what can help. Is it that as I'm delivering the message that I've seasoned it with some salt that have prepared it in such a way that people can understand it, that it's relevant to their life, that they can receive it into their life. This is the why, why we have church the way that we have it. It's the reason we do at the movies. We don't need movie clips for people to come to know Jesus. It's a message of the Bible that's going to touch people's lives. But the movie clip, you know what it does? Just adds a little season, a little salt, a little making it relevant to where people are because, oh, I like that movie and I remember that part. And it, and it brings out the emotion of the thing that happened happened in the movie that goes oh man and God begins to in fact I was just at a retreat this last week with some pastors and and they used a movie clip and I'm just telling you like the the message went from like I'm getting it to like oh man I got it and that's what we're talking about it's just the message like we bring the message but we bring it seasoned with salt this is the reason I preach the way that I do like I reason I give my little you know my little silly jokes and and little cultural references and get excited sometimes because here's the deal it is a tragedy to have the best message, the most life-changing message ever, and to be presented in a way that's boring. Telling you the greatest sin, I think, of the church is when church is boring. When the service and the sermon is boring. We got the best message that could ever be preached. And yet it needs to be delivered in a way where people can understand it. And people can relate to it so that their life can be changed. And that's what it's all about, guys. It's not just about this year, I'm going to grow. It's about this year, I'm going to be used in such a way that the kingdom of God can grow so that others can become a part of the family of God. And here's what will happen. When God uses you like that, not only will the family of God grow, you'll grow too. Because, man, I'm just telling you, nothing will make you experience church in a different way than knowing that, hey, I prayed for this person and I invited them to church and this Sunday they're sitting right next to me. All of a sudden that church service, that experience is going to go through the roof because you're going to be thinking, oh man, I hope they sing the good song today. And you're going to be praying, oh man, I, I hope pastor doesn't say something stupid and embarrass me today. And I'm telling you, whenever, whenever you're listening to the sermon, you're going to be listening really close because you're going to be thinking, what if they ask me a question about it at lunch after church is over? And when the response time comes, I'm telling you, you're not just going to be going, hey, is it time to go yet? You're going to be praying because your friend is sitting there and you're going to be praying, God, let them respond today and come to relationship with you today. And I'm telling you, not only will the kingdom grow, your faith will grow as you decide. But this is where it comes down to. We got to decide. Hey, we're in the middle of us. I mean, it's COVID-19. It's still going strong. I understand. We're in the middle of it. But are we going to focus on ourselves? Or are we going to say, man, maybe, just maybe, God even wants to use this prison, this circumstance that we're in right now. Maybe he put me in this place so that I can make a difference in the people around me. That's what Paul did. Paul said, hey, I may be chained to this prisoner. But, man, that's a good thing because now i got a captive audience. 
pray for me that the opportunity will come so that I can share the message, that I'll be bold and that their heart will be ready to respond. And I think every single one of us, man, if we're, if we're honest, we, we could say, hey, I've focused a lot on my situation, but maybe God would want to grow me in such a way that I go, hey, I'm, I'm going to focus not just on me, but what, how does God want to use me even in the middle of this situation? That neighbor, that family member, that friend, that person who I used to see at church every Sunday but hasn't been back yet, how could God use me in this situation to invite them in to the family of God? That's what it's all about. We should always be praying for those that don't know the Lord. We pray for open doors of opportunity. We pray for open mouths of boldness and clarity. We pray for open hearts to receive the message so that lives can be changed. Would you pray with me today? Father, in Jesus' name. God, it's my heart. God, forgive me when I focus too much on what I'm going through in this situation. I've maybe forgotten, man, it, it's also about reaching out to those that are around me. That maybe you would even want to use this situation to stir up a mighty revival, a harvest of souls coming to know you. God, I pray you'd help us to get our focus on that in this next season moved into as a church as your heads are bowed and your eyes are closed maybe you're here and maybe you're one of those that says hey, i'm not in the family of god i'm i'm not where i should be in relationship with god maybe i've drifted away maybe you never began a relationship with the lord you know the bible says we've all sinned and fall short and because of that sin like there's a payment there's a penalty we deserve death we deserve to die but god loved us so much he wanted us to be part of his family. And so what did he do? He sent his very own son, perfect in every way, to give his life for us, to become the sacrifice for our sin. And all we have to do, all we have to do is accept it. All we have to do is ask him, call upon him, receive his forgiveness, his mercy, his grace, and we can be part of that. Thank you for joining us online today. Make sure and hit subscribe to this channel and hit the bell for more notifications. We can't wait to engage with you this week.